Hello, my rebels. Today I've got two things for you that I think you'll like. The first is a very interesting court case out of the United Kingdom that's a setback for woke censorship. I've enjoyed reading this one. You don't see a lot of good news. So I'll take you through the court case. And after that, after my monologue, I'll play you some fun celebrity cameos from our staff meeting last night where we had the Rebbe Awards, the Rebel Awards for Best This and Best That. They're pretty fun. And some of them are from, you know, strangers who are celebrities and some are from real friends. Um, I think you'll get a kick out of it. You'll, you'll know their voices when you hear them. But um, I think this is one of those times where having the video version of the podcast really makes a difference. So I'd like to encourage you to go to rebelnews.com and click subscribe. And just eight bucks a month, you get the video version of this podcast. And today you'll see some real characters who joined us to make little video announcements. Anyhow, you'll understand what I mean when you see it. Okay, here's today's show. Tonight, a UK court pushes back on a transgender bully. It's December 18th, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Hey, do you remember this video from a while back? You're gonna give me my money back. Excuse me, sir, there's a young man in here. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you said sir. Sir? Call me, sir, again. I will show you, sir. Wow, yeah, a bit of rage there. Uh, some people might call that toxic masculinity, but I'm not sure if you can say that about someone raging that he should be called ma'am. Um, that's some kook in the United States. He reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Yaniv, a kook in Canada who insists that he's a girl. Yaniv, will you, will you be pleading guilty? What? No, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Hey! I'm really hoping for the cops. No, 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 no. Go away. Go in the house. Go in the house. Okay, that's good. Give me a bruise. Give me another bruise. Call the police. That you're using your transgender identity. Police assistance again, please. At 970 Homer. I have. Are you calling the police? We agreed to do an interview. Yeah, but I. Can you just stop following me, please? I just had a couple other questions for you. What is it about some of these trans men that makes them so hyper-masculine in, in their rage, at least? Not all trans people, of course. Um, there have been men who have dressed as women for a very long time. But only, I think, in the past few years has it become such a hyper-aggressive political weapon, the rage, especially if you misgender them. You know, um, you have the human right to call yourself whatever. If you want to call yourself a man or a woman, or an attack helicopter, as the joke goes, call yourself the king of Spain for all I care. I mean, whatever floats your boat, but you don't have the power to tell me that I have to say 
the same thing. I might choose to call you whatever you call yourself for my own reasons, if I want to be polite. Maybe you really do pass as a, as a woman. Maybe I wouldn't notice. Um, maybe I just don't care, but you don't have the right to command me to call you anything. That's not a right. That's a counterfeit human right that violates my real human right, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of belief. You can't compel me to say or think or believe something. That's not a thing. Except it is. On Twitter, for example, if you dead name or misgender a trans activist, you'll be suspended. Talk about words that didn't exist until a moment ago. A dead name is a made-up word to describe the name a mother gave her little boy when he was born before he decided to become a she. So like Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. So if you call Jonathan Yaniv Jonathan Yaniv on Twitter, uh, that's a thought crime and you'll be suspended. If you call him a him instead of a her, same thing, that's called misgendering. I'm sorry, these are made up words. So that's the madness of Silicon Valley and Twitter and tech companies and things like that. These are companies that only exist because of freedom of expression, but they have taken that same freedom of expression away from you. But look at this case out of the United Kingdom. Victory in the war on woke. Judges landmark ruling in case of mother who called trans woman he on Twitter means freedom of speech does include the right to offend. Two judges have ruled that free speech encompasses offensive language. Lord Justice Bean and Mr. Justice Warby presiding over a case in Court of Appeal. Actually, it wasn't the Court of Appeal. Uh, ruling came in successful appeal decided last week in favor of Kate Scotto, feminist prosecutor for calling a transgender woman a man and pig in a wig. She had been found guilty under the 2003 Communications Act this year. Um, I remember Justice Warby. He was one of the judges presiding over one of Tommy Robinson's many trials that I attended, and he was decidedly less free speechy last time. He was one of the judges who sent Tommy Robinson back to prison a second time uh, for contempt of court simply for reporting outside a rape gang trial. So yeah, I remember Justice Warby. Maybe he's had a change of heart, or maybe he just hated Tommy Robinson. I don't know. But let me re read a little bit more from the Daily Mail. Judges have insisted that freedom of speech includes the right to offend in a landmark ruling, which could help to turn the tide on woke intolerance after a feminist who called a transgender woman a pig in a wig and a man, man, was cleared. Uh, presiding over a case in the Court of Appeal, again, I don't think it was Court of Appeal, Lord Justice Bean and Mr. Justice Warby said, freedom only to speak inoffensively is not worth having. They added that free speech encompasses the right to offend and indeed to abuse another. The judgment from two senior members of the judiciary will set a precedent for future cases involving freedom of speech. Um, just look at the, the photo there. Daily Mail is great with photos. Uh, look at the two people at the center of this fight. Um, let me read the caption. The ruling has emerged only now, but came in the successful appeal decided last week in favor of mother of two, Miss Scotto Wright, from Hitchin in Hertfordshire. She was accused of describing a Stephanie Hayden, pictured left, a transgender woman, as a pig in a wig, alongside a number of offensive and upsetting tweets. Now, a pig in a wig is rude, I think, 
uh, I think. You know, I mean, if someone called me a pig in a wig, I, I probably not a compliment. Although it could be. Uh, I think some people would find it funny. I think some would find it fair in the case of this Stephanie. Uh, some people would find it very, very mean. But let's be honest, it's, it's pretty much a schoolyard insult. Uh, it's not a swear. It's not a racial derogatory term. Calling someone a pig on the hierarchy of insults, I, I'm going to give that maybe like a 3 out of 10. Uh, calling people a pig, it means, you're, it means you're fat, really, right? I mean, we use animal insults a lot, c- calling someone a dog or a rat. I suppose they're technically dehumanizing because you're calling someone an animal, not a person. I don't like it when people are dehumanized, like calling someone a louse. That's not a good one. But, um, you know, calling someone a pig, it's not devastating. Remember, this is the United Kingdom. They practically invented swearing over there, and they invent new swears all the time. Uh, They throw the C word around like confetti over there. It's shocking to Canadian ears. And no, by the C word, I don't don't mean confetti. It's, It's another word that rhymes with blunt. They're so sweary over in the UK. I don't think pig in a wig is that hurtful by comparison. Pig in a wig. I'm going to chuckle at that because I happen to know from reading the article and then reading the entire court judgment that the trans activist, the man calling himself a woman now, isn't just a little bit chubby. I mean, I know it takes one to know one. But I think he sort of does act like a pig. Or, or more like a bull. He's, he's a bully. Let me read more from the Daily Mail and then I'll quote from the, the ruling itself. Miss Scotto was arrested in 2018. Arrested. Arrested and taken from her children and into custody after referring to trans woman Stephanie Hayden as a man, a racist, and a pig in the wig. Ms. Hayden, 47, reported the online remarks to police. She, and I'm just quoting the Daily Mail here. Okay, she, sorry, this is the mum of two. The mum of two, she, had been arrested by three police officers in 2019 at her home in Purton, near Hitchin, Hertfordshire in front of her daughter, 10, and son, 20 months. Boris Johnson later called it an abuse of power. In February this year, a radical feminist, Miss Scotto, 40, was handed a two-year conditional discharge in order to pay a thousand pounds compensation with District Judge Margaret Dodds telling her, your comments contributed nothing to a debate. We teach children to be kind to each other and not to call each other names in the playground. So this mum of two was literally arrested in front of her kids, taken into custody for some mean tweets that aren't that mean? I think I might have said worse in my day. And look at the lower judge. We teach children not to be mean. That's true, we do. Uh, Because they're children, so we can tell them what to do. And we want them to be polite. But uh, it's not a crime to be rude. And adults are not children, and we don't arrest adults or children for calling people a pig in a wig. In fact, that sounds like it could be a really fun kid's book. And contributing to a debate, that's what the lower court judge said, was the test. Is that really the test for freedom of speech now? If your conversation meets the approval of some judge, only then can you have your conversation? That's not real law, is it? Now, the Daily Mail does a pretty good job. They usually do. But um, there were a few errors in here that I detected because I I read the ruling for myself. I wanted to see what Justice Warby had to say because I saw him in action in Tommy Robinson's case. You can can find the whole ruling pretty quickly 
online. Uh, the British courts are pretty good that way. I read the ruling, I read the whole thing, and I sort of wish I didn't. It's 22 pages of he said, she said, uh, bickering on Twitter. And this Stephanie Hayden isn't some little lamb who was being attacked by a big bully mum of two. It's actually sort of the opposite. This Hayden, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call him a girl. Uh, He's a full-time bully and provocateur himself. He's a Twitter warrior full of insults himself towards others. Uh, Some of his tweets could even be called racist, which is why the mom said so. But the first whiff of anyone resisting him, like he dishes it out, but you speak back to him and dead name him and misgender him. He runs to court. He runs to the police. He runs to get injunctions and fines. He really does remind me of Jonathan Yaniv that way, a bully, a cry bully. You know what I mean? Let me read to you a few lines from the judgment about this. So these two were having some Twitter quarrel, you know? So both sides are dishing it out. But then get this, I'm reading from the judgment. The 2019 messages did not do any of the things Hayden identified in her evidence as unacceptable. The record shows that she did not regard what was said as in any way offensive or objectionable until she discovered that Miss Scotto was the pseudonymous author. At that point, Miss Hayden was angered to the point of contacting the police again. Okay, I'm sorry it's confusing because they're calling both people she. Let me put it in normal language. So the mum was writing a bunch of things on Twitter in 2019, all right? But she was writing them under a pseudonym, like a, like a made-up internet name. So the mum was saying a bunch of things in 2019, and this trans activist, Miss Hayden, saw them, but didn't find them upsetting at all, didn't find them unacceptable. Uh, she said so. He said so until he discovered they were written by the mum. And then he was filled with a mighty rage and called the cops and had her arrested. Do you see what I mean? Who was picking on whom here? And who did the police arrest and charge and convict? Look, there, there are kooks everywhere. I mean, welcome to Twitter. But this, Haydn is an angry kook, okay? okay. But police went along with it. Let me read some more. On the 1st of December, 2018, at the instigation of the West Yorkshire Police, Police Constable Kitchen of the Hertfordshire Police arrested Miss Scotto on suspicion of harassment and malicious communication. Miss Scotto was interviewed. She admitted the two Twitter accounts were hers and that she had posted the six tweets. She did not accept posting message seven. She denied committing any offense. At the time of arrest, the officer seized Miss Scotto's Samsung mobile phone and her Asus laptop. The police, apparently expecting a guilty plea, decided later on that downloading data from the phone or computer would be disproportionate and unnecessary. Oh, so you were actually thinking of just literally downloading everything on her phone and her laptop because she called someone a, a pig in a wig? But if you think these cops are bad, look at this judge. There's a lot of judges involved here. Here's one of them. In early December 2018, Miss Hayden, that's the transgender man, issued proceedings, that means sued, against Miss Scotto in the high court under action number QB, whatever, 
On the 18th of December, 2018, Miss Hayden, that's a transgender man, appeared before Jason Koppel, QC, sitting as a deputy judge, and obtained an interim injunction prohibiting Miss Scotto until trial or further order from publishing, quote, any personal information relating to Miss Hayden on any social media platform, as well as more specifically misgendering her on any social media platform, publishing anything linking her to current, her current female identity to her former male identity, and anything stating or implying that she is a racist or has published anything racist on any form of social media. Miss Scotto was neither present nor represented at the hearing when this order was made. So literally banned by a judge on pain of prison, I guess, if Tommy's any precedent, of calling a man a man, of referring to the fact that the man used to be a man before calling himself a woman, of anything about the person, of using the man's name his mother gave him, of calling him a racist, even though she believes it were true. And I saw some tweets in, in this judgment that suggested maybe the transgender man is a bit of a racist, but she's not even allowed to have that opinion. Is this Iran or China, or is this the UK? And this pig in a wig, and I refer to his size, but also his approach to dealing with his enemies, which is a little bit piggish. He took to Twitter himself to brag about this victory in court. Let me read. Later the same day, Ms. Hayden posted four tweets containing news of the injunction, giving a summary and tweeted a photo of the order, but with Ms. Scotto's name redacted, asking others to retweet. So this trans activist isn't just someone private, looking for privacy. He's doing a victory lap here. He's suing and taunting and banning anyone who disagrees with him or even insults him. You know, I read this whole judgment, and the whole time I was thinking, Twitter has a block button, you know what I mean? It's got a mute button, and, and a computer has an off button. No one's actually harassed online without their permission and cooperation. I mean, I probably block five different people a day on Twitter who were mean to me. I, I do it without a second's thought. I just, you know, I don't need the shouting in my ears, so to speak. It's like walking down an alley, and if some hobo heckles you, I mean, I, I suppose you could stop and engage in a lengthy conversation or you could just walk on by in Twitter. You don't even have to walk on by. You just push a mute button. You never hear from them again. And they're blocked from hearing about you if you block them. But this pig in a wig wouldn't just push that block button because he wanted to fight. He wasn't being bullied. He is the bully. He's gamed the system. Gamed it on Twitter. He got the police and the judges to bully his enemy who, by the way, is a feminist woman. Feminist women are women who say that only women are women. That's being a feminist these days. Feminist women are women who say it's unfair for men to, let's say, compete against women in women's sports on women's teams, for example. It's dangerous at worst and unfair at best to let men play on women's sports teams or to put men in women's prisons, which is happening now too. So far, the trans men are winning these battles. Maybe this court case is a small setback for them and a Small win for common sense, but really, just barely. Stay with us for more.
Hi, everybody. It's Friday, and you know normally we interview a guest every show, but last night here at our world headquarters, we had a, a staff meeting, and we invited some of our talent from uh, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver uh, uh, to join us. So it was like a staff meeting plus a couple of our talent in the field, and we had um, what I hope becomes an annual affair, the Rebel Awards. We call them the Rebbies. So it was awards for different people in our team who did a great job. I selected most of the awards, but um, we also had a Viewer's Choice Award, and more than 10,000 people uh, voted. And it was very exciting. We only revealed the result last night to the whole team. It was a really nice night. And just as a fun little thing, I invited different personalities to... Um, give little video shout-outs to Rebel News and to the winners of some of the prizes. I'm not going to play all of these little video shout-outs to you because I think in, in total there were about 11 videos. But there are a few ones I want to show you that are fun and quirky and some are a little bit hilarious. Some are people who know us personally. Others are just celebrities that you can, you know, ask them to do a birthday greeting or whatever and they do it as part of, you know, their their job, I guess. I want to start off with uh, a very friendly video from, well, Don Cherry. Take a look. Well, I'm here to, to thank Ezra, Dennis, and all the gang at the Rebel News. Uh, they're tra great people. You're great people. Uh, you, you, you give the right side of the story. You give uh, the uh, silent majority uh, and uh, uh, the people that real the real people of Canada, you give the news to. I'm so happy to be at your well, I'm sort of at your awards thing. Dennis, Ezra, and all the gang, great job. Keep up the good work. That's pretty friendly. Now I think uh, that Don meant David Menzies, but it was still super fun to have Don give us a shout out. That was great. Now one of the awards was for um, our VP of Operations here, and. Uh, he didn't know he was going to get the prize, and we had two videos for him. Uh, one, can you believe it, voiced by the former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. Take a look. Titan, you got the Rebel News Problem Solver Award. Congratulations. Good for you, fantastic for your company and for the community. I know you solve one problem at a time. But you have made your company, your community, your family better, stronger. You have brought in systems to make us, all of us, more like a real company and like a real community and a real world. Be patient and uh, you, as you use to do it in a stressful situation. That's one of the characteristics of leadership. And it always helps, certainly. Keep being a leader. Keep doing your work. Keep moving the world ahead. You have a friend here in Guanajuato, your friend, President Fox, and you have the Presidential Library, Centro Fox, right here. Whenever you're around, please pay us a visit. Bye-bye, Aitan. Well, if Mexican politics isn't your thing, we also had Danny Green the former NBA Raptors uh, champion, making another video shout-out, too. Hey, what's up, man? Danny Green here, man. I just want to spread some positive loves and vibes from your people. Uh, Ezra reached out to me, 
said that you've been amazing, man. Um, you win the Rebel News Problem Solver Award. Uh, one problem at a time, you've made their company better, stronger, and brought in systems to make them more uh, like a real company. So uh, they say very patient and stressful situations, always helpful. So I just want to thank you. They want to thank you and tell you how much proud of you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, man. Be sure to thank Ezra and the rest of the company. And uh, keep at it, man. Much success. And I'm looking forward to you know, what the future holds for you. Take it easy. Well, one of our prizes last night for, was for best pandemic reporting. Who do you think should earn that? Well, I think our friend David Menzies just nailed it. And here's a crazy comedian, Gilbert Gottfried. Maybe you recognize him. You'll certainly recognize his voice. Giving the award to David last night. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is for David. And it's being sent by Ezra Levant. And uh, David wins the Rebel News Award for Best Pandemic Reporting. He's hardworking and stands up for the little people who got lockdown fines. Trouble is, David's off-color jokes get him into trouble, especially when he's co-hosting the show with Sheila. I I would know about off-color jokes. I I tend to I tend to work very clean. I work very clean and very tastefully. Yes, say in case you're looking for someone to take David's place. I mean I'm not, I'm not saying you have to fire David, but think about it. I thought that was pretty funny. Now, we had an award last night called the Team Player Award. Who do you think is the best team player here at Rebel News? Well, to tell us about it and to announce it to our team last night was a professional wrestler, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What do you think of that? Take a look. Oh, hey, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan from the golden age of wrestling. But I hope you all know that being some wrestling, folks. Anyway, I've been talking to Ezra, so I got a special announcement coming. So pull up the chairs, everybody, because here it comes. Sheila is the winner of the Rebel News Team Player Award. All right. Congratulations, Sheila. I understand not only you're a great journalist yourself, but you help everyone else out in the team, especially the new hires. Congratulations on that. It seems like you got a lot of people that care a lot about you, man. And I guess you love the company, and the company wants to know that they love you back, Sheila. Oh, so very cool, kid. And I guess you're a wrestling fan, too. That's great. Well, hopefully, after all the excitement of winning the award, you can sit everybody down and maybe check out Legend House, the reality show we did where Piper's my roommate, right? So the company was expecting a drama. They got a comedy. I could pull off any practical joke I wanted to and blame it on Piper. You know, uh, we had a great relationship. Sounds like the kind of relationship you have, Sheila, with the whole company, man. And way to help everybody out. You know, it's always hard being a new hire and to have someone like yourself come help them out. That's a big plus. Anyway, I want to say congratulations to, and this hoes for you. Ho! Congratulations, Sheila. Rebel News Team Player Award. Let's go, to everybody. Ho! <laughs> All right. And Merry Christmas. 
I love that. You know what? I, I was a little bit into wrestling when I was a kid, but I know Sheila loved Hacksaw Jim, and it was really fun to watch her eyes light up when she saw he was giving the award. Now, um, we had an award for Best Builder. What do I mean by builder? Construction? No, building the company, expanding it, making us strong. And the prize for that went to Avi Yamini in Australia. And you know, I don't know a lot about Australian celebrities or whatever, but I knew everyone down there would know Monty Python. So here's John Cleese, who we hired to say a little shout out to Avi about winning the Best Builder Award. Hello. Now, this is a, um, a special message from uh, Ezra Levant, and it is for Avi, Avi Yemeni. And Ezra says, Avi, that you um, win the Rebel News Award for Best Builder. And that's terrific, but I don't understand because later on Ezra says you're a reporter, editor, advocate, and friend. So I don't know what building has got to do with being a reporter, but uh, you know, sometimes I'm not given all the information that I might need. But what Ezra says, and it's, I've got to say it's extraordinarily impressive, he says that you single-handedly change the political discussion in Australia. It really sounds extraordinary, particularly with uh, Uncle Rupert and his stranglehold, and that you gave hope to the little people uh, punished by the lockdown. So that's terrific. And then Ezra says he's a great reporter, a great editor, a great advocate, and a great friend, which is a lovely thing to say. So, Ava Yemeni, it seems to me that you're a rather remarkable person. And you have a good, loyal, and uh, splendid friend in Ezra Levant. So I wish I knew a little bit more about this, but uh, it sounds terrific. And I just want to say, Abby, thank you. We need good reporting, good editing now as we've never needed before. And uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen my tweets. I am appalled by the newspapers in England. Um, Rupert Murdoch was the first to take them down market, and they all followed him meekly. And now, apart from the Financial Times, I do not have a single paper that I basically trust. In my home country, it really does depress me. Never mind. You've done a great job, Abby. Thank you for what you've done. Um, to single-mindedly change the political discussion in Australia is an extraordinary thing to have done. So well done. Um, thanks to Ezra Levant for asking me to send this uh, message to Abby. And I wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and many, many years of your great reporting. Bye. We had a few more awards, but I want to show you just one of them. Actually, I'll show you two more. Um, this is from, we had an award for Brave Adventurer. Who's the bravest rebel? Going to exotic places and asking tough questions? political questions, but still tough to ask someone a question right to their face that, you know, is an uncomfortable investigative question. Well, it won't surprise you that Key and Bexty won that award. And here is an unusual talent delivering the prize. This is a five-minute remark. Five minutes. And, but I, I invite you to watch it because I found it surprising, interesting, touching, charming, thoughtful. Here's Rod Blagojevich. 
Hi, Kian. This is Rod Blagojevich, and uh, Ezra Levant asked me to send you this message to send, to extend his congratulations to you on winning the Rebel News Brave Adventurer Award. Congratulations. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what Rebel News is, and I don't know what Brave Adventurer, what the Brave Adventurer Award is, but it sure does sound like it's a great award to be commended for what your work and to be acknowledged as a brave adventurer. I don't know that there can be any higher praise, so congratulations on that, my friend. Uh, that seems to be a big deal and a meaningful award. Um, so on behalf of Ezra Levant, congratulations, and on behalf of me, congratulations. It seems like you're out there doing important work. Uh, Ezra tells me that you've been investigating Greta Thunberg. Uh, she's the young girl, apparently, from Scandinavia somewhere, who's active in the uh, environmental community, the climate change, and things like that. Uh, my young daughters are big fans of hers, actually. I never heard of her until I came home about 11 months ago. I was sheltering in place in prison. I was sheltering in place in prison for eight years. By the way, key in for things that aren't crimes, for things that are legal, routine, constitutionally protected, and absolutely necessary in both politics and in government. For conversations, that's all it was. Conversations initiated by then President-elect Obama. Now he didn't do anything wrong, but either did I. But I wouldn't say what they wanted me to say, so they threw my ass in prison for 14 years, and lo and behold, eight years into that wretched journey, President Trump. A Republican president reached in to rescue me, a Democrat governor, restore my freedom, and reunite me with my two daughters and my wife, Patty. And as you can imagine, Kean, the four of us will always be grateful to President Trump. And I'm grateful to Ezra for giving me a chance to congratulate you on your success. That award you won is a big deal. Clearly, it shows that you're someone who's fearless, not afraid to go after it, not afraid to dig beyond the surface and the superficial stuff, or even the conventional thinking, and to look for the real truth underneath it all. We need more people like you in this country. I'm, I fear for our country, and I know just how dishonest the media can be, the mainstream corporate media, how they buy into narratives and run with it, irrespective of the truth. I was a victim of it, and have uh, spent a long time away because of that, in, in some part. Not all, but in, uh, to a significant degree. You fully expect the media to look into outrageously fake, dishonest allegations leveled against you. And what do they do? They don't. They just go along with the narrative, not even interested in what the truth is. Instead, it sells newspapers, gets advertising dollars to run with these sensational, super sensational stories that are fake, like Russia collusion, fake, the sale of the Senate seat, fake. The appellate court reversed it. I'm sitting in prison for three years. They reversed that, calling it routine political log rolling. It was never a crime. Anyway, that's the past. Churchill said it. If we open up a quarrel between the present and the past, we risk losing the future. So let's look ahead and let's, well, let's enthusiastically cheer you on and celebrate your success because it seems to me you're doing really important work. Scrumming Ilhana Omar, that's the congresswoman from Minnesota. She comes from Somalia. She's part of those socialists in the Congress, kind of radical anti-American socialists. Chase that. Those are, that's an important thing that you're doing. And then, of all of them, the Dominion Voting Machine, that, uh, the, Dominion, the Dominion Voting Company and how they operate, that's fundamental. Keep that up because something is rotten in the state of Denmark, to quote Shakespeare. Something's rotten in the state of Georgia. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona. I said Wisconsin, didn't I? There's six of them, six battleground states. As a Democrat from a big city like Chicago, 
as a Democrat who came out of Chicago politics at the same time as President Obama, I know, and I know that he knows how Democratic big city machines operate. And I know, and I know that he knows that Democrats are trying to steal this presidential election. From Donald Trump, yes, but far more worse than that, far worse than that, from we the people of the United States, stealing from us our right to vote. This will choke the life out of our democracy if we don't do something about this. So keep up the good work. Expose the truth. Expose the truth because as Dr. Martin Luther King used to say, truth crushed to earth will one day rise again because no lie can live forever. So congratulations, Kean, on the great work that you're doing. Give my best to Ezra Levant. I wish both of you all the best. Stay safe out there. And uh, I'll be uh, looking forward to reading the work that you do in the days, the weeks, months, seasons, and perhaps even years ahead. You might remember him. He was the Democrat. He explained his situation. And I'll leave you with the Lifetime Achievement Award that we gave out last night to Kathy Shadle, who's been an editor with us for so long. And it was delivered by Roseanne Barr. Take a look. Hi, Kathy, the winner of the Rebel News Lifetime Achievement Award. This is from Ezra, Ezra Levant, who I love. That guy's a great reporter. It says, you have been a loyal ally, trusted colleague, a hard worker, and a teacher to us, and a friend to everyone in your company. It says, we love her and we want her to know. Well, isn't that nice to hear that? And you know what? I, I love you too, damn it. Congrats. Isn't that nice? Um, most of those videos we hired on a website called Cameo.com, which lets you get celebrities to read fun things. But it was sort of cool that Roseanne recognized us and, um, and knew our work. So that was a, a fun added touch. And, of course, a couple of those videos. And I won't, won't show you anymore. We had a few more fun vids. And, of course, uh, the whole evening was catered by Adam Skelly's Adamson Barbecue. That's the restaurateur who's been fighting against the lockdown in Toronto. It was a great night, and hopefully it'll be the first of many more uh, Rebby Awards here at Rebel News. Uh, listen, thank you for being such a part of our great year. It's been a terrible year in the news, um, but I think that was our opportunity to shine because we tell the other side of the story, and the whole media party is totally on side for the paranoia and the lockdown and the extremist approach that governments everywhere are taking. In many ways, we've been alone as skeptics on that whole matter. And as the pandemic is being stretched by politicians into a multi-year thing, we'll be on guard next year too. And of course, we led a major civil liberties project this year that's only wrapping up as the Christmas lockdowns come. So it's been an amazing year for Rebel News. Our team has done so well, and I thank you for supporting us every step of the way. That's it for today. We'll see you on Monday. Until then, on behalf of all of us here, Rebel World Headquarters and you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom. Mm -hmm.